Hello, and welcome to my super sexy sobriety podcast. My name is Karen Thompson. I have been living a sober life in recovery for the last 18 years, and this show is my desire um, to share my experience, my strength, and my hope with you. I have been writing in my journal since I can remember. I probably drew in it before that. So I have a long list of journal entries that I want to share. And this is about sobriety, recovery. It's about living um, in the past. It's about my very limiting core beliefs. It's about trauma. It's about love and growth healing. It's about relationships, the good, the bad, the ugly. This is me sharing my authentic self with you. And so the first journal entry that I want to share is the day that I got sober, the day that I chose recovery. And so here goes. September 15th, 2005, Cape Town, South Africa. Three nights ago was a wild night, but one I have only brief snippets of recollections of. I blacked out again. I don't really know what happened. Again. I went to an after party for a movie that wrapped. It was a bondage theme, so we all dressed up in leather, whip studs, and chains. I remember leading a very famous actor around the party. He was dressed up as a gimp. He was on all fours, bouncing around with a gag in his mouth, scaring people as he launched himself at them. I came home alone as the sun was coming up. There's something about still being awake when the sun is rising that terrifies me. I've emerged from too many clubs and seedy joints when the sun hits the horizon to appreciate the beauty of a sunrise. Instead, it always seems to signify failure to me and fills me with horrifying dread because yet because yet again, another day wasted. I don't remember much else other than that I was dressed in a very tight leather corset, fishnet stockings with a spike choker around my neck. The theme, as I said, was bondage. The irony of this not lost on me. In all truth, it was art imitating life. I've been living in the bondage of self, the fear-driven self, perpetually seeking love and security in all the wrong places. Every night I drink and use to try and forget as I wrestle my demons and desperately try to force myself to sleep. But it keeps avoiding me and I'm left facing the deep gaping hole that used to house my soul. I rolled around for hours berating myself for once again drinking and using when I promised myself I wouldn't. I hate myself. I woke up desperately thirsty and stumbled to the bathroom drinking straight from the tap and then I looked up. Who was this person looking back at me from the mirror? I didn't recognize her. I didn't know her. I didn't want to be her. Who was the stranger that had stolen my life? Soulless, empty eyes stared back at me. I was 24. I was empty and alone with very little to show for myself. I had a string of failures, broken promises, missed opportunities, failed relationships. Oh yes, I had that. But I was a shell. A shell of a person, a being merely existing but not living. I was going through the motions of life, trapped inside a self-imposed jail of my addiction, my alcoholism, my eating disorder. I had made myself invisible. It was a surreal moment as my life flashed before my eyes. What had happened to that little girl who had so many hopes and dreams, who had the world at her feet and the wind beneath her wings? When did I choose to give up on myself? Could I identify the moment I chose to abandon myself and everything I'd ever wished for? I broke my own heart that morning, searching for meaning in the empty brown eyes staring back at me. 
the truth hit me hard. I realized that my external search for happiness, belonging, and purpose had left me completely shattered, broken, battered, and bruised, and that the person responsible for this abuse was me, the one staring back at myself from the mirror. I'll never forget the moment, the moment where I thought all hope was lost, the moment I stood looking at myself and deciding whether I was going to live or whether I was going to die. I came so close to taking my life that day, September 12th, 2004. Three days later, here I am sitting on a metal bed with scratchy white sheets in a psychiatric facility, waiting, waiting for a bed to open up at the rehab next door. I'm petrified. I'm alone. I'm empty. I don't know much, but what I do know is my name is Karen. I'm an alcoholic addict, anorexic bulimic. I'm lost. I'm alone and I need help. Please don't erase me. I need you to see so that I know that I'm here. Oof. And that was the day that I had booked into rehab, <clears throat> the day that I'd asked for help. And the day that my parents finally decided that enough was enough and that I needed to start healing my life. And I couldn't do it alone. And, you know, addiction is cunning and baffling and powerful. And I managed to keep it under wraps for so long, or at least I thought I did. But at this point in my life, I had lost everything that was important to me. I no longer had friends around me who wanted to be with, around me. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have many things going for me. I was holding on to my job by the barest thread. Um, I was lost and I was alone and I was empty. And I couldn't even see who I was. And that was without a doubt the scariest, scariest day of my life. That was the day that I hit rock bottom, that I couldn't go any further and I couldn't go any lower. The only way I could go lower or further was as if I was in a coffin. And that was a choice. That was the choice I made that day, whether I wanted to continue as I was or whether I wanted to continue in life or whether I wanted to take my own life. And I'm petrified of dying. I still am scared of dying. And for me to get to that point where that was a real viable option meant that my pain was so extreme and so bad that the thought of ending it and going somewhere completely unknown and even scarier felt better. And that's petrifying. That's petrifying that I was 24 years old and willing to take those extreme steps to escape who I was, to escape this deep, dark hole that I felt in my soul. And I got help. I booked into rehab. I stayed there for nine months. I did primary care, secondary care, tertiary care, and sober living. And I started healing this relationship with myself. I started finding out who I was away from any substances, away from any self-soothing, away from any destructive patterns. And it was a long, difficult freaking process. Being faced with myself raw every day, being challenged by counselors, by fellow patients every single day to stand up and get up and start fighting for myself was the most difficult thing I've had to do. But it was also the start of a very, very beautiful life. And today I have things beyond my wildest expectation because of my sobriety and because of my recovery. And there's nothing I want more 
than to live the life that I have today. It still get it still gets hard, but it's way more beautiful. And I have things in my life today that I don't want to lose. And so I'll keep fighting for them. So if you or a loved one is struggling with addiction or alcoholism or an eating disorder, reach out for help. There's so much help available and you do not have to do this alone. The first step is to break that denial. It's honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, the willingness to reach out and get for help. Reach out to me. I'm always here to help. So thanks for sharing this journey with me. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to walking this path together because as they stay in recovery, together we can do what we cannot do alone.